Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Let's, let's pray. Father, we thank you for such a wonderful opportunity. We know today will never be like any other day. And as we've come before you, O oh God, we've come to hear your word, O oh God. It will flow through my mouth, for it's not my word. I haven't written it. I have no idea of what it contains in that sense. But as you speak it through this mouth, O oh Father, O oh God, and use this tongue, it shall speak. And I believe, O oh Father, O oh God, as you speak, O oh Lord, we are all ready to hear and do exactly as you've required of us and expect of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, I, I have read some few books. I always say I've read some few books. Um, you know, going through school, you read some stuff. You read your textbooks here and there. But then there's another textbook that normally is not really introduced that much. However, it's the book that has been read more than any other book. And today, I'll read to you from the book that had been read many more times than any other book. And I believe it will bless us. Amen. Our queen is dead. I hope you are all aware of that. Oh, the queen just passed away. And I have just been listening to some of the things that, you know, the queen had done. Actually, I worked with her. I, I worked with her. I, I, I was seeing her almost once every two weeks. You know, so, so I know what she really does. So when I heard she's passed, it's like, it's something that anytime you see her would dawn on you slightly. That this woman, I've heard her speak so slowly, but very intense. And, you know, for the past few days, I've had to rethink, listen to me carefully, I've had to rethink and redefine my purpose here on earth. I have had to rethink and redefine my purpose here on earth and ask myself the question, what am I actually living for? Am I living for myself? Am I living for my family? Am I living for a group of people? Or am I living onto a particular thing that has a clear definition? And has a clear line of direction or the path that I want to take that I have no idea about and where it ends me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have realized again that I am not the only Christian. I have realized that there are many more Christians than I think. There are many more hearts, big, open hearts, more than I think. So I was asking myself, what is the difference then in this woman's life? And I noticed one thing. Stability. 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 And I hear that word ringing so many times in my head. Stability. Stability. But what is that word? Stability, stability. Stability, stability. And then I heard again within me you would understand what stability means. It's a simple word called stability. And, and if you've, you've done some few arrangements of words, you will realize that the first will be last, and the last will be first. So you have a word called stability, right? Or, or a word called stable. Now, if you see the word stable, then you can see that the S can change and move positions. If the first can be last, then the S can shift a position. And when the S shifts, it becomes tabled. And I was like, oh God, where are we going from here? I'm getting a bit lost. So, so from, from some stability, and then the word of God came back to say, well, Imano, don't forget, the, 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 the first can be last, so then you have to do the, the, the dynamics, isn't it? And if you trace the words and change the words and you know how to shape words and form two letter words out of four and three letter words out of that kind of stuff, then those things come, come into play. Okay, then shift the S to the last and you see that from the S, you have something called tables. What, are the, what then does the tables then mean? So, so then I'll 
then have to pause a bit and try and figure out what the table means. And I, and I then go to the table. So what then is the table? What is the table? You've heard the word altar so many times, haven't you? Is the table. Where is the table? The table then becomes a place where you go and sit down. You sit, you have a seat at the table. You know the kind of attitude where you are always in a hurry and you are rushing here and there. You think the whole world is for you and you have to change the whole world and you think, oh, you are the only person who matters one way or the other and from one thing to another and from one thing to the other and from one thing to the other. Come on, you are not stable, are you? In that process, you are not stable. Your mind is wandering and moving about how to fend for the children. Get them food to eat. And he said to you, don't worry about that. That is my problem. Come to the table. That is not your problem. That is not your problem at all. Are you hearing me, somebody? He's saying, that is not your problem. That is my problem. I have said to you that even the bears that fly around, I can feed them. You have no idea how they eat. You have no idea. Did you create yourself in the first place? I created you. I formed you. I formed you. I have known you before you were born. I know you come to pass in my days as I live as God. And I am stable. I am stable. I am stable because I have never changed from the day of creation and I will never change till I meet you. I am stable. So you hear David saying words like this, the God of my forefathers. He was referring to God's of his forefathers. That means his fathers even had a God. How dare me give it and think I don't have a God. I also have a God. Who will be that God? It's the God of my forefathers. The God that had been known before me. Come on, David, be stable. Just, just, just be stable. Put arrogance aside. And be stable. I have known you. I have defined you. I have a clear definition of who you are. Don't come telling me who you are. Actually, you don't even know yourself. If I say, count the hair on your hair, you will miss it straight like that. But I know it. I know it. I'm fully aware of who you are. I am fully aware from your beginning to your end. I am fully aware. I will call you anyway. It's not up to you to call yourself. I will call you. He heard it right there. When he was out there to persecute himself, and he said, he heard a voice. And the voice said, come on, where do you think you are going? I am not ready for you. He said, I'm coming to you, God. He said, come on, come on, go back there. I'm not ready for you now. I have an assignment for you. And my assignment will be your cause. And not you being arrogant and thinking you are coming to me. I don't need you. My kingdom will be built. But you need to build a kingdom. And be part of the kingdom building. So I need you there and not here. Amen. So we have to redefine ourselves. And then be stable. Within the word stable... You get another word within there. If you follow the dictionary carefully, there's another word called stability. Stability means that you don't shift. You are stable. You are not the kind of person when you come and sit down, not at the table. We are in a rush. You pick and pick and pick and pick. Oh, God, help me. To, uh, God, today, um, be, be my God and help me in everything I do. Amen. Part. You stand up, you are gone, and you are gone, and you are gone. Are you stable? Your mind is not even stable. Your mind is on the work you are going to do. Your mind is on the, the, the market you want to go. Your mind is ordering the, 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 the next clothes from maybe Amazon. For, I mean, your mind is really wavering. Your mind is wandering around and moving here and there. It's not really stable. But God wants to deal with a stable God because he's a stable God himself. And one of his attributes is, is his stability. He has never changed. He said to you, I have not changed. I have not changed. And I will not change. I will not change because of your, your instability. I want you to come and sit down. And reason together. I want you to come and sit down for us to reason together. Because together we can build. On your own, you are on an island. On your own, you will continue to wander. On your own, you'll be thinking of what to eat. On your own, you'll be thinking of what to wear. On your own, you'll be thinking of the next clothes to wear. On your own, you'll be thinking of how to shave your head. On your own, you'll be thinking of how to trim your beard. On your own, you'll be thinking of your own stuff, one way or the other. But look, I know you. If you crop it down, I'll bring it back. Well, have you noticed I've, I've kept mine? It's out of frustration, you know.
So I was just listening to that voice carefully. And now when I'm talking about stability and tables, I remember something. That my old man would say, come on, young man, sit down. Oh, did I, I'm in a hurry. I have to go to, I have to, go to there, there, there. And he would say to me, young man, sit down. And that memory came back to me. Sit down. And I'm like, oh, did I, we call him Dida. My father, that's what I call him. We don't call him daddy as my children call me. We call him Dida. I think we turn around. Um, and and I, I started picturing sitting down. And I noticed that in that arrogant manner, in that unwilling attitude, I would sit down. And then he would say, oh, no, no take this. Maybe he is eating or something. Oh, no, no, have a small bite. Oh, did I, I mean, uh, did I, no, no, no. You, know, you, you start training local laws of tantrums and thinking that you, 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 the, the world owes you so much. You have to go and help the world to, for, for the world to get better one way or the other. And, and, and you want to just move. And he says, sit down. I mean, then, then you sit down, isn't it? Because from where I come from, the custom, the tradition is that when the old man speaks, you sit. If he says sit, sit. If he says jump ten times, you jump ten times. You don't ask why. Like, you're not be asking me why. That the why. That the why. Within the first one, two, three, four whys, maybe something will happen. And it will keep you shut. You know? But in the free world of the queen, where freedom is clearly defined, with a big heart that nobody perhaps understands, she has to ask why, perhaps. I still don't know. But the thing is that as you sit down there, then you ask yourself, what exactly are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to do A, B, and C. Oh, I see. So have you considered, you know, I mean, A, B, and C, then D, F, oh, no. Oh, okay, I think you have to join those ones two together. And you begin to realize that, no, sitting down, perhaps my help. And then you change the contours of, of, of your face. And you begin to realize that, no, there's something coming from this old man. That is perhaps, okay, then you sit again. And you'll be like, within the next five minutes, you're still sitting there. And then, you, then you continue sitting there because what the old man is saying is making much more sense than what you think. And at that point, you are stable. And it eases off the unrest on your mind. Because you are getting solutions and answers. But initially, I was thinking, oh, you are old. You don't know what you are talking about. I mean, I know. I mean, we are in our present day, contemporary kind of, kind of way of thinking. You know, we, we, da, 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 da. I, I mean, you, you know the stuff I'm talking about. But by the time he will finish with me within the next 15 minutes, I, I want to sit, sit actually more. And then he will ask, oh, come on. I think you are in a hurry. Well. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, but have you finished? Well, and then I have A, B, and C to add. And then he will ask on a few things. Well, you can go now. But you're like, you don't want to go anymore. I don't know if you've been in that situation. Yeah, I'm talking about being stable. And when you are stable, you hear the voice of the old man. When you are stable, you begin to realize that there's something that is happening on the other side of the table. And one, one thing, he said, he laid a table before me. That table is, he laid a table before me. The one who lays that table is not your table. It's the table of the divine God, the everlasting God, the God who made the heavens and the earth. And he, in his own infinite mercy, he lays a table before you even in spite of our arrogance. He still lays a table. When he, that table is laid, you clearly realize, of course, as long as there is somebody who had, I mean, I went to Masasi's place the last time. And funny enough, I was in a hurry to get there, you know, so I missed my, my, my normal things I would, I would have to do early in the mornings, my tomatoes and stuff like that. But when I got there, somewhere, 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 somehow, I didn't miss that thing at all. I realized that the old man saved me. Listen carefully, he saved my tomatoes. No, it might sound funny, you see. I'm telling you something. I thought I have missed it for the day. And it's okay at least to miss it for one day, isn't it? I have no idea that it will come back. The tomatoes came back that day. I never missed my tomatoes on that particular day. As a matter of fact, I had more. And sometimes at the table, you hear things that you don't want to hear. And you begin to ask the questions, why? And then the one on the other side, the one who laid the table would answer why. But the answering why is within the stability 
by sitting in front of the table. And, and we, in this our contemporary day today, we say we have the boardroom, and then the highest of the members are the ones who go to the boardroom. If you are at the lower ranks, if they call you to the boardroom, no, there's a problem. However, the boardroom, when you get to the boardroom, you have a table, and you see people sitting by the table. And the decision I'm thinking at that place is high-level thinking. And God is saying, I have laid a table. How does God see me to lay a table before me? Look at the person like me. He lays a table before me. Can you imagine? When we go to the queen's place, we go to Buckingham Palace where she works, there will be a table. So my mind came on that table. And I see the kind of dignity sometimes when you go there, you see around. I have seen Gordon Brown. I have seen Tony Blair. I have seen almost the prime ministers before I left this country. I have seen almost all of them. When you go for that two weeks meetings, right, and you're talking about some of the countries like my country, like Ghana, they want somebody to be there, and you are there, and they call some few people, I mean, on, on, on the table, and at that table, we are thinking of how to make a country better. 30 million people make their life much more better. That's what she works for. And she's working for over 50 countries. Can you imagine that she sleep? I remember some few years back, when I was in uni, we were trying to chase the gold, like we were told. The streets of London is made, is made of what? Where did we get that assumption for? Where did it come from? But actually, the streets of London is made of gold. And perhaps we think it's physical gold. No, it's not physical gold. It's a kind of gold in terms of the attitude of the humans that perhaps you come and meet. That is wide open. That shows clearly what we call L-O-V-E, called love. They will show you that love. And we, in turn, define that love to be something else and think that, well, they are against us. In so many ways than one. But when you get to the table and you begin to analyze carefully, you begin to realize that it's an attribute of the Father. I heard one of the things that was said about, she said that, look, it is time. She said to the Archbishop of Canterbury, she said, it is time that we have a new definition of how we see people. And we have to open our doors for everybody to come in so that we will show them what is called love. When they are hungry, we bring them in. When they are starving, we bring them in. When they are fighting, we bring them in. And you realize that we've missed something. Because when Paul realized that the actual battle is not the battle of men, he put it in this context. He said, now look, the, 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 the battle of our warfare is not what? It's not carnal. It is not me fighting against my wife. It's not me thinking of divorcing my wife. That D-I-V-O-R-C-E is called what? It's a huge word. And that huge word doesn't come from your table. The moment you begin to think of that word called divorce. 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 It's a simple word that serves as an attribute of those who doesn't sit at the table. Because at the table, he will tell you clearly, I hate. What? Did he mention that? Are you sure? I am framing it, aren't I? I have not opened the Bible so far. Watch me carefully. So maybe I may be wrong. Careful now. He said, I hate. That's his word. It's not my word. I hate. And my actual attribute is called what? Love. L-O-V-E. It also ends with the E. That's like divorce. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Ends with that as well. Now, you can just imagine, while somebody is thinking of love and bringing people together, the people that we are bringing together within themselves are divorcing themselves. How can that be? How can that be an attribute of God? It is never an attribute of God. It's just the attribute of men, the flesh. Within our own churches, we break it. I heard a word. She said, you know what? We, 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 we have to be tolerant and accept our faith. Even those who disagree with our faith. The woman said it. I heard that. When they were discussing some of the things and, and, and reflecting on some of the things he said. When she was pledging as a queen, you know what she said? She said, with tongue and heart. Listen again. How do you become born again? How? Can somebody tell me how you become born again? By what? And what? Where? 
Listen carefully. She said, what? By my tongue and my heart, I pledge my service to the people that God had created. Paul said, when you please God, who separated me from my mother's womb? I confess, not with flesh and blood. The queen was not then thinking of what other humans had done to her at that time. As a matter of fact, she said, historically, looking back on us and in hindsight, one way or the other, for some of the things we do, perhaps we might not have done the way we did it, or, or perhaps we may not have done it at all. Also, she was reconciling with herself and thinking through deep into the sum of the things they've taken one way or the other and thinking that it will help men. But they realized that for some reason it's not helping. Now, then comes the renewal of your mind, isn't it? Paul spoke about that to us as well. That on a daily basis, we have to renew the way we think. And we have to examine our ways carefully. Now, the things that deviate from the, from the table, let's leave that one out. The things that brings us to the table, watch it carefully. What brings us to the table, not what brings me to the table. I think I'm talking to myself sometimes. I have to be careful, you know. What brings us to the table? 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 So where then do we think that other word that separates humans from themselves? That causes us to dissociate from ourselves. That encourages us not to be among the fellowship of ourselves. Where do you think that comes from? Does it come from the table? Are we going to the table at all in the first place? Are we hearing from the table at all in the first place? Are we, are we hearing from the table? Is the table really speaking? Has the table been laid before you? No, no, no. Has the table been laid before you? Has the table been laid before you? He said he laid a table before me. And that table was not laid in isolation of my problems. But he laid that table before me in the presence of everything else that was going on around me. In the presence of my enemies. In the presence of even those who are persecuting me. In the presence of those I want to say don't even love me. Yet that table is laid in the presence of all those people. So I am not thinking of those people anymore. My thinking is not about those people. My thinking is how to unite myself and my own people behind the table and sit by the table. And continue to hear from the word of the table. Where we are asking ourselves, what is he saying at the table? Person, when he pleased God, who separated me from my way of reasoning, of persecuting the church, not only persecuting them, but wasting it to us well. When he pleased God, who brought me to the table. I did not look at things from the fleshly point of view. Because the warfare, actually, is not me against Pastor Charles or Pastor Charles against me. And the moment I begin to think that it's about Pastor Charles and me, then we are losing it. And we are losing it from the table. Because when we get to the table, what you hear there is not what I am talking about in terms of me against, but it's me for. Because you hear that word, that if he is for you, who else can be against you? And yet we think that he is missing from our problems. He is missing from our troubles. He is missing from the fact that my wife slapped me. Oh, my sister slapped me. My brother said A, B, and C to me. I mean, God is missing. Look, God is not missing. What we are missing is sitting at the table and having that stability at the table. And hear what food is served at the table. Because what is served will be served in the presence of your work. It will be served in the presence of your child that is so important to you. It will be served there too as well. Because God is not a mean God. He is a God of knowledge and understanding. And knowing very well that if I give you that child, that child will not be a curse to you to stop you from coming to church. 
Because of that child has become a curse. Because of that child, I'm so busy. I can't come to church anymore. So the blessing itself is turning onto a curse to me. So the man who gave me that blessing in himself be accursed. Oh, listen to it carefully. I'm just giving a window for us to look through. I also have to pause because I'm listening to the same word I'm saying as well. I'm trying to see if you come back. The God who gave the blessing as a heritage. The same blessing that God gave us is separating us from the table to hear more from God in terms of the fellowship with one another. Because iron will sharpen iron and so shall we sharpen the countenance of one, of one another. So the moment you begin to break away, then you are breaking away because of the blessing that had been given to you. And now the blessing that had come to you had become what? A curse. So the one who gave the blessing be accursed. That should not be my portion, God. Come on. If I'm wrong, forgive me. Because I just don't know. And I have absolutely no idea. So I'll repent. You have tables now. Now the tables in the definition of sitting behind more than one table. So invariably, if one table can influence you so much, then be careful the kind of tables you are sitting before. That means you are sitting before another table. And you have to be mindful of the influence of the tables you sit before. Because a table, a table will always be laid before you. A table will be laid before you. And when you get to that table, there's a clear definition. This says something. That I must do the will of him that sent me. And not to do it midway. And start complaining. He said, I must do it. And what? Finish it. When he got to a point, he said to himself, when men were denying him, he said, it is not your fault. You are not to be blamed. He never, as a matter of fact, blamed anyone. He never shifted that blame on anyone. Because he is hearing from his father. The one he has agreed in one accord to do one simple thing. To save mankind. He got to a point. He said, if you can lift this car past me, but nevertheless, your will. He said, your will. I will put aside my discomfort. I will put aside the fact that Peter had denied me. I will put aside the fact that Judas had betrayed me. I will put aside the fact that many of the people I'm coming to save themselves will be arrogant towards me. I will put that all aside. He was not looking at himself, but he was sitting at the table and reasoning with his father. What is the mission? What is the cause? And the cause is to save them. So I will surrender to the will to save them, irrespective of what I go through with them myself. He was sitting at the table. He was sitting at the table. If you remember the Passover, he laid the table. He laid the table. He again. David said, he laid a table before me. If you look at the Passover, he laid a table there again. In the presence of Judas Iscariot. He laid a table again. In the presence of Peter. The one on whom he will build his church. He was there as well. He said to Peter, Peter, you deny me three times. Peter, Peter said, Tofia, you heard that word before. 
He said, Tofi Akwa. Tofi Akwa. What does it mean? What does it mean? He said, God forbid. Did Peter say that? But let's ask the question. Did Peter really say that? Is Peter aware of what he has said? He didn't want to do what the master said he would do. And yet still, he found himself saying what the master said he would do. But the master did not dissociate himself away from Peter. He said, Peter, I would rather build my church on you, the one. Who what? Who what? Who what? I mean, come on. <laughs> if you disown me, how do I come to you again? To the extent where I want to build what? A church on you. A church. Do you understand what the church really means? It's the hall of salvation. And, and why would I build my church on someone who denies me? I mean, I mean, do you know what denial means? Denial means you don't believe in me to the limits of, of A to Z. We don't meet anywhere. But there is an influence. There is an influence. And that influence will influence Peter. But the master knows. So Paul, catching that phrase and knowing where the influence comes from, he said to us, the warfare is not carnal. But it's mighty. It's mighty. Mighty in the sense that if it can cause Peter to say, I will not deny, but yet deny, then it's mighty. Come on, somebody. Look, if, if I'll tell you, look, I, said, I said to my wife, I'll buy her a platinum ring when we met. At the time, I was looking at my finances and I'm thinking, yeah, I'm solid enough to buy the platinum ring. And I was madly in love. By, by, I mean, I was madly in love. So invariably, what I was thinking of, oh, come on. It, it, look, and, and I would have done it without necessarily, you know, mm, I, don't, I don't say this kind of, look, I would have done it. Mm. But to date, I haven't yet done it. She reminds me occasionally. <laughs> but is that the reason why she also fell in love with me, though? Then why she reminding me? Sorry, sorry, I'm not, I'm, I'm not catching that. That's what I did? Really? But that was when I was in love, though. I haven't still bothered the platinum ring. And she hasn't yet divorced me. She reminds me occasionally. If the premises on which that love is, 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 is formed is based on the promise of the platinum ring, I have failed. But yet, that door of communication between the parties involved is still not closed. What's the premises on which we come to the table to dine with the Lord? Has he laid a table before you? Or you are laying a table before him? When you lay, I can also lay a table before him. Oh God, I want to buy the best this, I want to sit in the best, that I want to have this mansion, I want to do that. I have laid a table. He hasn't laid a table. I have laid a table. And when I lay that table, he has to come to the table too as well. Because he's teaching us. So if, 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 if God lays a table tomorrow, if I have to reciprocate it, what I have to do, I have to also lay a table. I'm watching the time. I'm mindful of it. You close at one, isn't it? No, 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 no. Hold on. I, have to. <laughs> I know myself in time past. I have to renew my mind. If, if God will lay a table 
then I can also lay a table. I, you know, I, don't you know you can lay a table? How do we lay a table? Sorry? Doing what? Taking yourself to where? His presence. That's how you also lay a table. And you lay that table in the presence of you and your God. And you want to lay that table. He is constant and stable. He is not in a hurry to go anywhere. Because as he has started from the beginning, he has never changed. He has never lost one hair off. He has never developed a gray hair like mine. His nothing has changed. His bones are not hurting anywhere. He is still the same as he was from that day. And he's still the same God today. So he hasn't changed. So if he's stable, he's still where he laid that table. So if I'm laying my table, I have to pick my table and join to his table. And I will also lay my table in, 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 in conjunction, showing to the Lord. Now if you lay a table, I will also lay my table. And my table is my act of worship in reverence to the one who laid the table first before me. So when he lays that table, I will confer not with flesh and blood. My problem is not how hard she slapped me. My problem is not how somebody insulted me. My problem is not the fact that because uh, 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 somebody did A, B, and C. Uh, uh, so, I mean, come on. Paul said at one point that, look, I mean, the old believers take themselves to the law. Now, our divorce is also clogging the courts as well. So, whilst they are going there, we, the Christians, are also going there. Where then lies the difference between the Christians and the unbelievers? How can they then believe the love of God? And yet they hear us talking about the love of God, the love of God, the love of God. But whilst they are in the queue, we are also in the queue. Come on. I'm also arrived, isn't it? Oh, Julia, I'm also there. I mean, come on. We are all in the queue. I'm not talking of only, I mean, divorce between a, a, a man and a wife. I'm talking of a divorce from your first love. Disassociating yourself from where you started from. Going away from where you started from. Moving out of the zones where you, 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 you first started from. The Bible said, you take your first love. Go back to that love back again. Go there back. I'm going back to where I promised. I said to her, I'm, I'm buying the platinum ring. I'm still buying it, madam. The love of many will wax. What? The love of many would what? Yeah. And when the love of many, including myself, is waxing cold, those are the kind of words you hear. Not fellowshipping at the table. Right? Because at the table, we come and sit down and we fellowship. He laid a table before me. So before me is a table. And the Lord is sitting by the other side. And I'm also sitting here by the table. And we are talking by the table we are talking. Oh, young man, I hate this. I said this. Oh, okay, I can do this. I can do that. Okay, I can do this. Okay, fair enough. I'll support you with this and that. Come on, go. When I go, I'm going with the confidence of the Lord. However, when the Lord says to me, cut that table, the table is no more there between you and I because I have divorced you. Where then do I go? Where then will my confidence be? Where then will my hope be? Where? Where? I have nowhere to go. I have no place to go. So even if amongst ourselves, we can't find reason by the table, to see why we have to bring ourselves together. But we rather find reasons why we have to dissociate ourselves together. Then we are not at the table. Come on, somebody. We are not at the table. Let's watch that thing closely. We are dealing with flesh and blood. And it's that when the priest God, who separated me from my mother's womb, we are talking about separation from the womb, where men and men are dealing with themselves. But when it gets to the other side, where the spirit of man is dealing with the spirit of God, there is no separation. There is no flesh and blood. If you look at the human frame carefully, when that spirit is gone, this one goes back to mix up with the soil. To fertilize with the soil. And the spirit 
is separated. So in that process, there is no fellowship with man and God anymore. You are gone down there, the spirit is gone back to the maker. The maker you don't see is the same spirit you don't see within. The spirit she has got, I don't see that spirit. But the way the spirit relates to me defines the kind of spirit within. By their fruits, you will know them. If by their fruit they separate themselves from God and separate themselves from, from the children of God and separate themselves from the house of God, then they cannot be of God. Because he has said together, we shall build. He said, in unity lies what? So if we break that unity, where then lies the strength of the faith? We break it. It doesn't become stable anymore. We shake it. We destroy it. And that's why he said, I hate. It's a strong word. But the Bible used it. I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate the fact that you say, Emmanuel did X, Y, and Z. And for that matter, I'm not coming to church anymore. I hate the reason why you would even say A and B and that and that and that. I hate all those. I hate them. He said, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. It's not the language I will speak at the table. So come to the table and let's reason together. I will talk to you, but that language is out. It's not on my table. It's not on my table. You will find that word in the dictionary of the other member and not in the king you've confessed as your Lord and Savior. He actually saves. He saves us, not from our righteousness. <laughs> but he rather, it, that just sounds so silly. He saves us. I mean, he saves us rather from our silliness. And he will put you, right, on a high ground. And make sure what? You stay. Watch it carefully. He said to Peter, I will pray for you. And after I have prayed for all you, go out there and stabilize the others. Because they'll be wavering like you were wavering. But don't waver anymore. Go out there and stabilize them. I saw Peter do something. I didn't actually see him do it, but I, I visualized what he did. He said, that which has been given unto me is that which I give back unto you. And he said to that man sitting down there, begging for bread. He said, rise up and walk. And that man was up on his feet, straight away. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the name that I sat with at the table. In that name, rise up. He's not got what we were looking for. The silver and gold. He didn't give that to Peter. I promised my wife to give a platinum ring. Peter did not promise to give a platinum ring. He never promised that man any silver nor gold. He said, that which I have received is that which I give back unto you. I have received love. So I am not sending you away from me. I have pity on you where you are. And your circumstances should change for some reason one way or the other. He did not ask what sin have you committed to come and sit down here and beg for food. I may have asked. I may have asked. If you ask my wife, she'll tell you I don't give free. I don't give out things free. I walk past people who are begging. I don't give them money. That's me. All right, I want to say establish my identity. We should have like a, 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 centralized, a centralized place where we will donate there and we'll take care of them. But King Charles II said something. He said that I am committing the same thing that my mother committed to you. With tongue and heart. I am saying it here. Within this small space of time that the queen died, I have heard of God in England more than ever my, my whole entire life here in this country. I never knew God existed in this country like they do. Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I'm being very honest. I, I, I asked my wife, I will go and sit in front of the television, even the children are shouting, I'm like, I want to s slap somebody. 
I want to listen. I'm sitting down there. I am listening carefully to each and every word coming out of these people. Each and every person will have to swear by the Bible and say, so help me God. Queen Charles was the defender of the faith. She was the defender of the faith. Yes, clearly. Queen Elizabeth II was the defender of the faith. What faith was she defending? She was defending and yet have no opinion. And even if she has an opinion, that opinion will have to be kept within herself because what should be much more appropriate is the what she has heard from the table called love them all, irrespective of where they come from and who they are. And now I have a king. And the queen, she said something. On a coronation, she said, I mean, come on. She said, irrespective of the life that is left within me, be it long or short. <laughs> I'm speaking words, but I'll tell you, they are words. They are deep words. They are, they are words of proper and strong spiritual definition irrespective of the life that is left within me. When it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, does this sound something close? Irrespective of the life that is left within me, I will serve the people of God. I will serve the people of the United Kingdom. I will serve the people of the realms. I will serve the people of the what? The commonwealth. I will serve even the rest of the world. For the life that is left within me. And yet, her opinions are kept within her. And what she has to fight for is the love that brings people together, irrespective of their backgrounds, irrespective of their shortcomings, irrespective of the, the problems they bring and add to us. I heard Boris Johnson saying that we have to dissociate ourselves from the rest of Europe. And the woman sat down there and you never heard her voice. And yet, if you hear what the other European leaders are saying, that she's the one who united Europe after the Second World War. But she was in that war as a driver. And a, 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 and a mechanic, making sure that the vehicles of England will never break down. But they will always be ready to fight more. And that's a woman. When she, it pleased God, who separated her from her mother's womb and renewed her thinking, she said, no, we don't have to go to war anymore. Actually, our doors should be open to each and everyone to come in and see how we love and how God loves. And one day, somewhere, somehow, we know it in part, we don't know it in all. We don't know how and the extent to which it will influence these ones they come in as we show them that love and we share with them the resources we have. And yet, within us, we break up. And it sounds so convenient and nice to break away and give ourselves all the excuses that the world can contain in the volumes of the book itself to break away. When is appropriate? But this morning, this morning, let's come back to the table. Let the last time be started. Let's come back to the table and call ourselves together and put ourselves together. Let's come back to the table, inviting every member of your home, whether they slapped you, whether they put a knife at your throat, call them, bring them back. We need each and every one of us at the table to seek the will of the master, to do the one who has called us, to work. He said, when one soul comes to the kingdom, the angels in heaven, they rejoice. They rejoice. They rejoice. 
I'm feeling the pain. Oh, God, help me. Oh, God. Yeah, infinite mercy, oh, God, have mercy. It's a prayer we pray. Infinite mercy. But we don't know what we do. We just don't know what we do. We need each other. We need. Oh, we need. We need each and every member. We need each and every child. Born and unborn. We need them. We need them here. The church is in you. The hall is where we assemble. It cannot be 336. But wherever we assemble, the church assembles. And when the church assembles, and the members of God assembles, it becomes a place where we worship our God. And we need each and every member. Let's show that love. The love that doesn't think of itself and the wrong that has been done to itself. But the love that supersedes what has been done to man, what has been done to flesh, but the love that sees the spirit within a human being and try and reconcile our spirits together because the spirit is what makes the difference. The flesh will be buried one day. If we unite behind the flesh, the flesh will be buried and gone. If we unite behind the spirit, we are uniting within what the confines and the premises of what God defines himself as a God. So help me, God. Thank you. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.